Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to Pod Talk, short conversations with podcast creators that are not just about podcasting because I'd like to take the scenic route. My guest today is Mo Poplar. Welcome, Mo. How are you? Hey, Craig. Happy, uh, what, what, what today's Wednesday? Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. Whatever what day, day is it? Day, happy whatever day you're hearing this. Yeah. <laughs> happy day that ends in Y. Um, but thank you. It is a lovely Wednesday where I am. I'm hoping the weather is nice where you are. We had a chance. We've exchanged a bunch of messages, you know, over the last year, randomly here and there. And then, of course, as everybody knows, we've been talking for a while before I hit the record button. Um, and I was actually kind of torn because there were a couple of different, like completely different things we could talk about here. I mean, they're all in the realm of podcasting, but different ways to go. Um, but rather than workshop my crazy podcast ideas, which was one possibility, um, your uh, I'm going to say like your your original calling, like your passion is really around writing and production, not really around being on mic, right? Absolutely. And my, my, my calling and passion is around storytelling. Um, even better. But uh, storytelling in a way that kind of has a little polish and finesse to it. So I'm definitely that podcaster who came to podcasting um, and the last thing I wanted to do was an interview show. Um, I It's not that I don't think interview shows are great. I listen to a ton of them. But uh, as not a storyteller, I'm, I'm like, I'm much more interested in, you know, creating a level of distraction and entertainment that, um, you know, take people, you know, out of their situation sometimes or uh, teaches them through a story or a narrative. So mm. that is much more my uh, my jam. Yeah. As you say, I uh, so there's a, like I'm always thinking Well, not always. I wish it was always. I'm trying to think often about the podcast that I create. Where do I have uh, my blinders on? In other words, mm-hmm. I, and I think most people who listen to this pod talk show are the same way. They're independent podcast creators. Yes. Um, one of the things that I think is really interesting, like, and ooh, let's talk about it, is your perspective on like, you know, like I'm imagining podcast. What happens in your head is you're thinking about, okay, well, it's way easier than a movie. Like we don't need lights right. and, and video cameras. People can be in their comfy clothes. Um, but it's still, there's more to it than just the part that people can hear. There's right. also this in your, in your thinking is like, maybe it's storyboarding, maybe it's scripting, maybe it's storytelling is clearly a thing. Um, so I'm just thinking maybe, I'm not quite sure how to just like softball teed up as a question, but I'm thinking what might be some things that people could think about if they're working by themselves mm. and, and they get to like the, okay, I've recorded it and I'm all done with the thing and I put it out there and I'm like, eh, I'm not in love with it. Like what are, what are things that maybe we're, we're not seeing that we maybe should have done way earlier, like before we, right. our normal process. Right. Does, that, does that make sense to ask? Oh, it that absolutely, like, well, absolutely. What are unknown unknowns? So just, you know, for a little context, I spent uh, about 15 years trying to make movies and be famous in Hollywood. <laughs> so um <laughs> I I I'm not famous in Hollywood and that's okay. Um I decided uh absolutely um that there's more to life than kind of begging for someone to give you an opportunity to tell mm-hmm. a story that's very close to your heart and uh we just finished the writers strike. The actors are still striking and um there was also a point where I realized I did I I, I wasn't certain I could make a living. 
<laughs> in the business. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's very glamorous. You know, certain people get to be on TV and have their words spoken and say awesome stuff. But I know too many people who have been famous for a minute and, mm -hmm. you know, have, you know, great jobs as security guards or at law firms. And, you know, um, it, it just doesn't, it didn't really add up for me. So um, in, in, the, in the filmmaking space a couple years ago, um, it became a hot thing for everybody to film something on their iPhone. And mm -hmm. <laughs> it was fairly funny because, you know, there was like all of this stuff. You could just take your iPhone and go make a movie. There's a movie in a theater right now that somebody made on their iPhone. And um, most of us have the experience of taking some video on our iPhone and it not looking like a like yeah. an action oh, movie. There's something missing. Yeah. It's Definitely not being, not being <laughs> <And> a director. <laughs> Oscar worthy. You know, exactly. So, and a script. <laughs> and it, it's it's a whole thing. And so I hear a lot of podcasts. People send me a lot of podcasts and they're like, hey, listen to my stuff. And you could just tell they they were full of something to say. They turn on the mic, they said it. Um, they had some intro and outro music, and and they're done. And there's definitely a point where it's that same thing, you know, making your home movie versus making a film. Mm. Um, yeah, a, and a home movies are great. Experience. Like I, I know that you are not bashing, and I want to make it clear that I too am not bashing on people just like me who just make these things and ship them um, yeah. because that's great. It's the Listen, question of if you then awesome. turn around and say, oh, I don't know, my show's not famous and I'm not making money. Okay, well, home movies don't make money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Home movies don't make money. And and listen, everybody who knows the people in the home movie, they love it. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. the people who are really into the thing you're talking about and or know you and or know the subject yeah, will be really into the topic and the person and the personalities on the mic. You know, yeah. I don't mean to bash that. Um, I am uh, working in the podcast space. And I think as soon as you start trying to like reach out to strangers, sometimes you need a little more um, production to make it palatable, to make it a reasonable distraction from kids, family, uh, work, uh, your favorite song, the sports game that's on tonight. Like literally, um, we have so many distractions, you know, mm. Um I'm not a big wrestling fan, but I heard that Vincent Vince McMahon said a profound thing years ago. He said, wrestling is not competing with the other wrestling team. We're competing with football. We're competing with concerts. We're competing with everything else you could be doing in your life at this time. And, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's silly to say stuff like we're at peak podcasts, but anybody could podcast. And getting on somebody's like what I listen to every week playlist, you know, just requires that's, a yeah, bit that's a tall order. <laughs> and, you know, I think a big part of that is um, production and just making sure your, your audio sounds good, making sure that you've uh, cut off your, your clips and your ticks and your, <laughs> you've gotten a few breaths out. If um, people are um, 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 stuttering, you know, and they can't find their words. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> and, and don't take it. It wouldn't out. make any sense. And, right. But, but I think the big thing is, you know, um, these days 
I am starting to be on the mic and, you know, um, I have a lot of sympathy for people who don't want to edit their podcast because one of the worst things that you can, well, sorry, one of the worst things I do is listen to my own voice. Mm. And, you know, I immediately, you know, because I know how to use some post-production tools, go into wanting to fix it. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, cutting out the, the breaths, the ums, the breeze, the the peas that are popping, yep. the the, the table, the yeah. table noise, like all of that stuff, all of that stuff. But <laughs> it helps to make a more professional product. And as soon as you start talking to anybody beyond your circle, you know, beyond um, the 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 classes that have to listen to this, beyond the uh, people who live in this community who are invested in hearing what you have to say regardless. Yeah, they're listening through. I don't want to say listening despite, but they're listening through the medium. Like the medium that though I'm making a gesture with my hands, like I'm moving the medium out of the way to part the waters, to get to the thing that I wanted. So as long as it's not in the way, a lot of times the indie podcast will say, take out everything that's in the way. If the music's too loud or it's too noisy or they're like, but that's, that's a home movie is a great way to put it. That's like the home movie level. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, every once in a while we shoot a whole movie and an alien lands or, you know, and a plane explodes in the sky and, and we find ourselves. Look, Cloverfield, oh, yeah, it happens. Right. Right. I, I got the thing by accident, you know, or, you know, I was able to capture the moment. Um, I'm only thinking of bad things that you capture in the moment by accident. I don't want to necessarily go there, but um, oh, there's all, the, all every cute kid that's ever been caught at a wedding. Yeah. There's like yeah. I, I, I got, I got the nice blo- examples, and then the bloopers, you know, right. like funny so, dogs, right? Exactly. So you know, absolutely, you can capture that. You can capture the people who you really see as talented and amazing and dynamic and, rec- and needing to have a light shine on them, and kind of the world will absolutely sit and listen to that. If you could communicate that too. Um, but I think I'm talking around another thing besides production, which is kind of what service your podcast offers. Hmm. Because I think um, I hear a lot of podcasts uh, where people say, you know, this, this podcast I listen to sounds like people are just having fun. You know, I listen to my morning uh, drive time show and these people are just really goofing off on the mic every day. They have millions of listeners. I'm going to make a podcast like that. And you don't <laughs> how, understand. How much production work went into just, just air quoting, exactly. just having fun every day. It's exactly. like the old radio DJs on the morning show. You know, those yeah, absolutely. guys worked together for 30 years. One of them's the color man. One of them's, yeah. Exactly. So. And so you, you, it's like telling a joke, you know, we can all tell a joke, but not all of us should be comedians Mm -hmm. and like there's a a level of experience that comes with that and i think interviewing is something you can really kind of improve on quickly but there's definitely a question of not just improving who you are but remembering what service does this offer Mm. the audience you know i have a podcast bun amigos it's a travel podcast for kids and families who love to learn and you know, I have actors speaking on microphones. Uh, I have sound design to set you in the place that these, you know, imaginary buddies are traveling to in the world this week. Right. But this is absolutely um, in response to growing up and hearing schoolhouse rock. 
mm-hmm. you know, and knowing how a bill get, got through Congress in the 70s. Oh, don't, don't get it know? stuck in my head. Don't do it. <laughs> I, 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 learned my time, I learned my timetables, you know, yeah. in, in commercials in between TV. And so um, during COVID, I was really, uh, I was working on a totally different project. Uh, that was also scripted fiction, you know, where I wrote the script, I brought in the actors, I, you know, got the sound design, I had the the mixer, the the person, the engineer, yeah, have recording engineer. the voices, and yeah, and we're in a sound, we're in a studio, right? And you know, it was an action adventure thing, and like I'm really excited about it still, like three four years later. But it occurred to me, I don't know who this provides a service to. And this is not a free endeavor. I'm spending money, like not as much money as it would take to go and get an animator to animate this. Yeah. Not as much money as it would take for me to like ha- put these people on camera and get stunt people and camera people mm. to light it. So you see the adventure, but money nevertheless. And it occurred to me, if I didn't know who this was for, I might this might just be a, a vanity project. And so I had another idea. Um, we weren't able to travel during COVID and me and my family love to travel. I've been to 54 countries. Uh, my kid is 11. He's been to nine countries. <laughs> and like, this is just kind of the culture of my family. So um, a kid's travel podcast just kind of came out of the blue as, you know, we were pining for getting on a plane one day soon. And I was just, just rethinking about all the places I'd been to and um, the the people I met, you know, the waiters, mm. the the hotel people, the other travelers on the road. And during COVID, you know, we, we had some real existential moments, you know, and one of the things I wondered yeah, was- things got monochromatic. I, right. And I hoped and I prayed that like the people I had met in my journeys were also well, you know, because like, you know, there we had, we had a- we had the coroner driving around my neighborhood pretty regularly in those early days of COVID. And it, it, that was pretty, pretty dark, pretty That's dark. sobering. Yeah. Um, and so uh, this travel podcast for kids idea came to mind and I ended up doing it instead of my action adventure thing, because I knew who it was for. I knew what service I was offering. And if you're going to go through the effort of creating a podcast who cares? You know? So what I know is that families who drive around in cars sometimes want to just keep their kids quiet. And I know that's in order to do that, I used to put on podcasts for my kid. And yeah. so I know as long as there's going to be new kids, there's going to be a parent who wants a piece of mine. <laughs> a piece of this. Press play. How long is that? 15 minutes. Perfect. Exactly. And you can line up the queue and we can, yeah. we can get where we got to go. Um, also, uh, my kid got into science podcasts, don't, uh, like Brains On and mm. uh, Wow in the World, um, which, by the way, also – are very scripted, have lots and of sound design. Specifically very, for, you know, they, they know who knowledge, it's for. But but they provide a very specific service to a very particular audience. And I said, huh, I can I can absolutely do something like that. And uh, But Amigos was born. And so mm-hmm. uh, this past week, they hopped to uh, Yosemite National Park. And yes, in two weeks- Two-parter, part one, part two. They're hopping to Paris, France. 
And uh, then they're going to, I want to say, New Orleans or New York or something like that. Um, <laughs> everything's queued up. But a lot of people who approach podcasting don't consider the who and the why. Like, why does somebody give you time in their in their day? You know, why does somebody give you time in their life to be a part of their life? Because I'm sure you've had podcasts where you've talked about the parasocial relationship between a podcaster mm -hmm. and their listener. And um, I listen to way too much uh, Seth Godin, who talks a lot about people opting into these experiences, these relationships with people. And like, I got too much going on to really take on <laughs> to new commit, right. And yeah. let me tell you, like when somebody's podcast starts getting a little rough around the edges or inconsistent in its release, that's kind of when I start looking for somebody else to come off the bench to mm. be part of my rotation. And so, um, and, you know, I'm also that dude who, like many people, many people these days, when I want to learn something new, I go look on YouTube. I go check my podcast catcher. You know, I Google and I look for an interview, you know, and hey, those interview podcasts come in really handy at that point. You know, yeah, um, I'm working on a project right now about Frankenstein. Some of uh, my peers from uh, my my akimbo podcast workshop days <laughs> in what 2021 2021 22 maybe i don't know um, we had they, the discussion we weren't sure which one you went through <laughs> right they may remember some, some uh real cringy moments of me on the microphone talking about kind of why i think frankenstein's still important today and uh i've interviewed some really amazing people and you know you come across a name and especially if you're working on a podcast, the first question is, um, uh oh, uh, uh -huh. you working on a name? And the first question is, uh, is this person a good talker? Is this person a good interview? Yeah. Is this even going to work? Right? Is this even going to work? Like you might be very eloquent with the pen and very awkward on, on the microphone. <laughs> And yeah. so, you know, you could do some quick Googling and find some good podcasts and you can learn some stuff. People are learning with podcasts. Kids are learning with podcasts. For me, Bun Amigos made a lot of sense. And I hope my scripted fiction action anime podcast, you know, finds a place in the world soon. But well, let, we, me, let me ask you another question around. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times indie podcasters after, whoa, let's say like 40 episodes, if I had to guess, they start to go, oh, um, I have signed myself up for a, a Mobius strip. Like this, yep. just there's no end, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and then the discussion of seasons comes up. <laughs> and like, well, it's, seasons doesn't really fix your problem. And I, I'm thinking, I, I don't know when I had this idea, but I, I've had this idea a while where I went, okay, movies, there's a, there's a part where the movie is done. Right. And that is before... I mean, other than the test screenings, that's before you see, anybody sees it. So it's like there's this huge life to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that's um, 
it's not weird, right? Because storytelling stories have beginning, middle, and end, unless you're doing something intentionally, like you're purposely trying to break the mold. But stories have those three parts, and movies have those three parts, and a good podcast episode has those three parts if you can pull that off. Absolutely. And I, I really think your, uh, I'm going to say like your experience or your perspective from, I'm going to say real world production, applying that to podcasts, I think there's fertile ground there for indies to say, oh, maybe my problem isn't I don't want to do the grind or I don't know how to stop. Maybe my problem is I should have decided up front what what does done look like? Is right. this, you know, so like, all right, my definition of done is every one of these episodes is meant to be entirely independent. So mm -hmm. if I publish this one and never do another one, it's okay mm -hmm. because it's not like I left something hanging. And if I also do 500 more of them, they'll all be basically the same thing, you know, with slight changes because each one is about that one person. So, right. but that's a very clear thing for me. And I'm just wondering if um, maybe there's a thing here that you're, I was going to say you're lucky to have, but that's not quite the right way to put uh, it. A little like insight a, I, I, I might bring to the table is that I'm very form oriented and hmm. I look at uh, podcasting, writing books, uh, uh, making movies at very much like cooking. How many people are we feeding? <laughs> how, how long does this take to, how long do we have to get it to the table? You know, and Can I get asparagus this time of year, right? And, and are these people, you know, only here for one day? And does this have to be a special, wonderful experience? Like, does this have to be the most memorable thing? Or will burgers do? So mm. I think a lot of times people approach podcasts and they see the infinite possibility. And I think yeah. really uh, the, the ability to make it a marathon comes when you understand what limitations you can put in place for yourself. And so um, spending some time thinking about your, your intro and your opening, um, because once you set that up in your editing software, it's done. Um, knowing what parts you need, uh, knowing, um, are you going to ask the same questions in every show? How long is this interview going to be? Um, I, I, I think there is definitely a beauty in being able to approach something, knowing I have to do three things and it'll be done. Yeah. And suddenly it's not overwhelming. Um, please fill out the questionnaire, please, uh, uh, yeah, send me uh, a headshot beforehand. Yeah, send me a right. headshot beforehand. I need these three links so I can put it out. And you you kind of get your head around like, what is this thing? Um, I have a couple of dear friends. I love them dearly. Uh, I, I, I tell them on a regular basis because they ask my opinion all the time. Please give me a 30-minute podcast and not a two-hour podcast. Uh, please don't ramble. Please... Or like, at least edit if you're rambling. <laughs> like, you know, again, I, I don't know if I've said this in this interview. Um, I, I like the idea that a podcast is an agreement between two people. And it's hard for us to see it that way, especially if we grew up watching uh, network TV, you know, back in the 80s and yeah. 90s. Because what we knew was, this, was that this show was going to be uh, an hour or 30 minutes. What we knew is that 
um, I only have three or four more minutes before I can go to the bathroom without missing anything. What we knew was I'm, it's, it's, it's the four in the afternoon. I'm going to get a certain kind of content that is going to be fine for my family. Oh, it's 10 at night. The kids need to go to bed. It might be a little more risque. There are these agreements. There's this culture that we were able to depend upon. And with podcasting, I can get on the microphone. I can say anything I want. I could tell you who to vote for. I could tell you uh, what I think about COVID or 9-11 or whatever. And um, at the same time, I could show you how to make my favorite chicken dish and you might come for the chicken dish. You may or may not want the rest. You may not want to hear my favorite hip hop song. Um, and I think uh, you know, it, it touches on service. Like what service are we providing to our audience? But I think if you know what goes into your show, if your show has a format, you also can start building a level of um, trust with your listener so that they understand your agreement because nobody wants to listen to the the podcast that says, this is what we're going to talk about. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. You know, um, every time oh. we're looking for people like us who, who say the thing in a way that we would say it so we can understand it. Right. So um, I think that format thing really helps with, uh, creating that contract with the listener. Um, there's really an opportunity that a lot of people miss on for music cues to say, Hey, we're almost done. Um, I, I used to, I used to go to church and uh, the pastor would always say, uh, let me wrap up. And that meant we were going to be here for 20 there's more already. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> depending, on, depending on the subtext of the cue. Yeah. And one more thing. Oh, and no. one more. Th- <laughs> right, right, right. You know, we've all had those long goodbyes. And so there's a certain point where as podcasters, we have an opportunity to like, let the, the listener know this show's going to go a little longer. I'm often annoyed by, the, the people who start their podcast saying the audio wasn't great today, but we thought the conversation was important. That, that takes me out of it, right? But then I hear the audio and I'm like, oh, I'm glad they said that <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want to listen to all of these crackles and pops and drops of audio and are you still there? Um, yeah. I don't want to hear that. But you've told me we, we have a relationship as a parasocial relationship. You've told me you thought this was important, so I'm going to stick it out. Yeah. And, Especially and if it's here. off the, yeah, normally where it's like this, and this one is different. It's like, all right, look out, guys. This one's different. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. But in having a relationship with your audience, you, you can really use your intro to kind of set up the what we're going to do. You can really have a rhythm you know, I'm going to ask all the same questions. And so audiences are yeah. going to uh, come in and know where we are in the interview at all times because they know the next question coming. And maybe they care if we're asking good questions. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, there's a million variations on what the structure right. could be. I, I've listened to so many shows um, that, you know, you know, the, 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 sh- the show is wrapping up. Okay, now we're going to ask our questions we ask every yeah. interviewer, you know, and that that's a cue f- to the audience that we are in the, um, I like this word, I don't know if I'm using it right, the denouement, 
you know, yeah. we're in the, the coming the right down, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, I like that word. That's um, the right word. I often refer to the turn signal. I have a, another show that has a signature question. I tell the guests yeah. before and it's the turn signal. When you hear me say that, you'd be like, we're getting there, there off the highway. We're getting <laughs> off the highway. Uh, we're going to stop going so fast. Um, a lot of people use it, especially, especially for interviews and shows that have uh, profound topics that might be very emotionally moving or engaging. Um, they, they then have a something that lightens the mood so that we can kind of enjoy having had the thoughts. But and so I think there's a definitely a question of format and. You can think about it like you, your teacher taught you how to write an essay, you know, beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Learn the opening, form, master the form, then you can um, break the form. Three yeah. arguments and then a conclusion. You can think about it however you want. Um, I just, I, I see it happen. I see it not happen. And um, it just feels a little messy when you don't know where this is going and then suddenly it's over. <laughs> You know, I, I've, I've heard some podcasts like that. And uh, yeah, um, I, I, I currently uh, am doing an interview show for the RPG Academy Show and Tell. And I come in, I, I prep the, the, the guest. Hey, we're going to talk about, uh, in this case, role playing games, tabletop role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm going to ask you some questions. I give them about half the questions so that they're not totally prepared. So that some of it's like sounds comfy. spontaneous. Yeah. Some of it's comfy, you know? some of it's spontaneous. Yeah. Right. And, and then at the end, I start asking my, my, my ending questions and we say goodbye and we call it a day. And I try to do that in 25 minutes because that's the agreement I've made with my audience. Terrific. As I often say, that's my turn signal. Uh, uh, Mo, I was really super curious to see which of the various threads we were going to pull on. I think that's a really great one. And I think it's um, a really good opportunity to, to shine a light on some of the things that most of the people who know who I am and who listen to me are not aware of the things that you were talking about would be my guess. I think most of the people that know who I am and listen to my shows are in the indie, totally one person doing it by themselves space. So right. thank you so much for uh, sharing all that. One thing that we didn't do anything of is if people would like to get in touch with you, can you give me some email addresses or domain names or how do people get a hold of you if they want to pester you? <laughs> Just for fun, my uh, URL for my website is ashyfeet.com, A-S-H-Y-F-E-E-T.com. Um, I figured it, it's hard to find a good URL these days. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I could do something that was misspelled that you have to remember to misspell. <sighs> and so <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> uh, I don't have the billions of dollars to help you misspell Flickr or Lyft or whatever. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I, I'm just kind of keeping it simple and hopefully fun and funny. Um, you can listen to Bun Amigos, uh, B-U-N-N Amigos, all one word, no space, uh, if you have little people in your life. Uh, I also worked on a podcast documentary, The Class of 1989. So if you want to see me kind of in my bag trying to do this, like, what's a format thing uh, over in an 89. As you were saying, like if you hear me, something went wrong in '89. I don't, you're not you're not audible. Like '89 is you're in production on that. Oh, that's you, done. That that's done. But I mean, I meant like you are the you did production. Oh, right. You're not the voice on the right. Yeah, correct. You went, if yeah. you hear me 
either I'm I'm doing a thing and really like testing the waters. <laughs> I'm doing an interview like this, or something went wrong. Um, <laughs> um, so 1989 and, is another show that people can listen to. Yeah, the class of 89. Uh, it's it's a it's a documentary that explores the six black films from 1989 that changed the direction of cinema. Um, you may also consider uh, doing a show on saying what your show is in a pithy way, <laughs> so that you know, like that, so that people get hooked. And uh, hopefully, next fall. You guys will all be aware. Uh, I'll, I'll let Craig know to please let folks know about uh, Frankenstein was a black dude, which is uh, a podcast documentary about Mary Shelley and Frankenstein and how like the stuff around Frankenstein and the writing there of Frankenstein really from 200 years ago really rhymes with what's going on today and a lot of inner cities. Mm. Um, I need to work on that pitch and <laughs> that pithy oh, early days, early um, days. Happy to hear yeah. a prototype of it. I think that was great. Um, but yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff going on and uh, you know, I work in podcast production for lots of people. So if you're looking for somebody to uh, produce, edit or book folks for your podcast and you have a budget, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, if you like advice, I'm full of it. Um, ask my wife. And uh, <laughs> that's who I am. Well played. All right. Well, as I said before, terrific. Thanks so much, Mo, for taking the time. I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much, Greg.